Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN, to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Another week, another dark day in the world of Cardiff City And another visit to Loftus Road where everything went wrong Yesterday Cardiff lost 3-2 to QPR Which is an improvement on the January result where we lost 6-1 um, so I guess we can take some positives from it. Uh, here to pick through the bones of it, as usual, Ben Price. Ben, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, all things considered, mate. How are you? All things... Yeah, all right, all right. And you, Tom Phillips? Not bad, just glad we record the day after the game and not immediately after, I'd say. What? what? Let's, let's, let's ruminate on that. Ben, how angry would you be? Like, if we did a podcast at 5.05... Oh, after after the game's finished, you've had a, a little time to have a cup of tea. How, how how angry would you think you would be on the pod? I wasn't angry. Like as we like you know, I don't want to sound like you know your parents. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. But that's what I was. It was just shit, wasn't it? So it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been sort of Arsenal TV. He's got to go. But oh, don't that Claude. He's a fucking horror show. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's what it would have been for me anyway. And you, Phillips. I think yesterday, uh, being a general Welsh sports fan with the rugby and then that, the football soon after it. I, again, yeah, I wouldn't have been shouting and ranting, but I was just in a very flat mood. And uh, I don't think it well, it might not be that fun today, but I don't think it would have been a very fun pod if we'd done it immediately after the game. Well, let's try and inject some fun into it. Um, let's talk through the QPR game, which is obviously the only place to start. Um, ben, we can see the two goals very quickly. Um, shoddy defending from both goals I mean the ball was in the air for about half an hour on the first goal and the guy somehow still got a volley to it while Morrison blocked the goalie um, what went wrong in that first half? Everything it was Everything. Like, horrifically bad what were your top three worst moments? Um, well the first two chances QPR that they should have scored was the big problem we, we genuinely the first, five, first half could have been going down 5-0 and not had any complaints whatsoever it was it was embarrassing. It really was just shocking. So the the first two chances, and what was your other third moment? 
Um, just the whole day. Uh, now, Bennett getting done for the first goal, just allowing the time for that ball to get lofted in was just shite. It's pathetic, wasn't it? Uh, Phillips, what were your th- three bad moments from that first half? Um, it's hard to narrow it down, really, isn't it? I think, yeah, um, th- yeah, like you said, like just allowing so much time in the box. I think it was just frustrating. Like you said, the ball was in the air for an absolute age without a defender anywhere near them for both goals. And then yeah. my third moment is when they nearly did it for a third time where another <laughs> ball gets put in the box. And again, he's just left on his own towards the back post and, the, and it just, just goes wide. And you're thinking, have you not learned from the, the first time or the second time? No, no, we'll give him another go there. But it's just, it was just so frustrating to watch and just another slow start. It's just so frustrating. And, but you expect it now. I think that's why it wouldn't be... It's more disappointment than anger because we're going into this game kind of expecting to slow start. And mm-hmm. then when we concede, it's like, ah, oh, there we go again. It's normal service, service resume. To be fair, it was a bit different this time. They scored two before we kicked into gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that first goal, Ben, you, you highlighted Bennett there. I mean, he... He gets done once because he's caught opposition. The ball ends up behind him, and then he, in his recovery, he gets past the defender, the attacker, so he can't block the cross off. Is that just rustiness from him? He hasn't played for a few weeks. He obviously wasn't fully fit start of the season, or is that just a, a classic Joe Bennett move? Because he does lose I, concentration sometimes. I think it's just poor defending, wasn't it? it? Even like if you've come back from like a major injury, you'd be, you shouldn't be caught in that position twice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it, and it wasn't the first time it happened that day. Um, yeah, it was just one of those. He just first half, I'll say, he just did not have a good game. Well, no one did, and it. Will Vox was subbed at half time, but it could have been any one of ten, probably. Will Vox came off at half time. I didn't even notice. I think I think it was when he got rainbow flicked over his head for the second goal. I think <laughs> that was the final nail in the coffin for him. Uh, I mean. I think, obviously, yesterday they, they scored quite a, a third goal, uh, Tom, to win the game, which was, it could only be described as a worldie, right? That third goal, it, not many keepers are going to save that. But does that gloss over just how bad the first half was? Because a lot of people are highlighting that, that you know, there's nothing you could do about a goal like that. But the first two goals were completely preventable, weren't they? I think the third was. Because, yeah, he's, he's, it's a wonderful strike, but he shouldn't have had that much time in the first place. He's just found himself in acres of space, like spun off a defender. And again, we were probably trying to push to win the game, but... It's just an, it's just lax defending again. I mean, I thought we were really good second half, but then it was just that shades of the first half coming back in for the third goal. Um, yeah, you don't expect him to score from there, but it's, it's still preventable. And like Harris said after the game, it's a kick in the proverbials. But I feel it's like us taking a full swing at our own nuts at the moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous. Like we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. It's like we're we're getting outdone by our own tactics. Where we're, we're, we're far too defensive, but yet conceding goals, and we're making shoddy mistakes, which is kind of unlike us under Harris. And it, 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 that's why it's so frustrating. And Harris said we got what we deserved, and he's bang on. Like, we didn't deserve anything from that game. We didn't deserve to be too all. No. If it wasn't for QPR, just seem, the defenders seemingly think, oh, let's punch this. We, yeah. That, that, for that second penalty, it was just. Yeah, ridiculous. that second penalty was ridiculous. I don't know what he's doing. He said, uh, I've, I've done it before, playing like sort of you play sort of seven aside or something. You sort of think, you don't know why you've done it. You just punch the ball. It's in the air. It's there to be <laughs> And you just sort of go, fuck it. And then you're like, why did I do that? And, I, and like the look of his face was genuine, just, why, why did I do that? 
I mean, no offense, Ben, but these are professional footballers, and what are you trying to say about me? You're not. Well, you're not a professional footballer, <laughs> and I understand why you would make that the decision. But a professional footballer, I didn't understand it. Um, before we move on to what went right, Ben, do you think these slow starts, and we've got a question about the slow starts, but I thought touching it now. Do you think these slow starts are because we're changing the team every week, because we're playing lots of games in uh, quick succession, or, or do you think it's just us not waking up? I think it's this underlying issues. I don't think everything's right within the squad. I think there's something off of the harmony. Um it's been an issue under Harris, long-term slow starts, but it seems to be worse at the moment than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more than just players being swapped in and out. So there's a message not making it through or this player's not connecting with the message. And I think that's a bit more of a worry. It's more of a worrying issue than sort of just conceding an early goal. Mm-hmm. It seems something underlying is not well. Tom, you, you mentioned that the second half was good. So why don't you start us off on, on what went right in that second half? Well, we created chances. Um, I think like the stats were saying like we had the most expected goals in the league um, for yeah. this weekend. Um, but I'm going straight back to the negatives again. But the, pro- the problem is, is that QPR had the fourth. Like, do you mean, we, we normally quite resolute and quite good in defence, but we looked like conceding a lot more. I like when we were creating chances and having expected goals, we still don't look clinical. Mm. And I think, I think that game was crying out for like a Harry Wilson, but yeah. we can't just say, ah, it's because we're missing a man all the time. If you look at that team, it's good enough to beat QPR with the players we've got on that field, despite missing players, we were good enough. We should be good enough to beat that team. And we just weren't. And the worrying thing is I've gone back into negative. Sorry. But like, um, we were out fought and outrun, and that was Harris's words. And that's something yeah. we can do something about that. Yeah. Like even if we're rusty, being out fought and outrun, you know that's it's, not, that's the basics, that's, isn't it? That's yeah, the and basics. as Cardiff fans, what do you expect? That's the one thing Cardiff fans ask is because it's just to run around a lot normally and put a tackle in, and we're yeah. not even doing that at the moment. And I think it's a mix of like the crowd not being there to get them to do it, but the professional footballers they should they shouldn't be being out fought and outrun from the first whistle of the game my next question then Ben do you understand expected goals because I don't um, no it's a no. new thing it's... I don't know <laughs> I don't know where it appeared from or where it's come from but suddenly it's like it's the, it's the stat du jour stat. isn't it it's this new stat that's come out of nowhere it's going <laughs> expected goals I'm like how the fuck do you work that out I don't I know what I it think... is I just thought I'd drop it in just you know no, we, were I, top, I, we were top of that I was like yeah I think I, think I understand it on a basic level but it's, it's one of those stats that everyone's like well they're expected goals with this and it's like they're never anywhere near the goals they actually score so it's kind <laughs> of like I understand the stat in, 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 its, in its base it's the expected goals your team is meant to score from the chances you create over time whatever but I never understand it just never adds up, right? If your expected goals are a three you usually score one and it's like well why is, it so, why is it suddenly become important as well? Like all, all, it's the new possession. Yeah, it is it's to an extent. Really, really straight. It's like hipsters have football hipsters have gone possession. So twenty eighteen. I'm now. And now we're going to talk about expected goals. Need to have more expected goals. Like Sudoku. It doesn't matter if you haven't scored bullshit. those goals. They need to be expected. All right, I won't bring yeah. it up again. Sorry. Well, that'll teach you for being nerdy. <laughs> um, and talking about possession again, I, I've raised this on the podcast a number of times. We, we had the most possession again yesterday with fifty three percent. We had 380 passes. Our pass accuracy was better than theirs, but we're just not doing anything with it, are we, Ben? No, it was just nothing there. Kiefer Moore looked isolated. Kiefer Moore looked frustrated. Um, the, it's the midfield three, I think, is the big issue. Those three do not work together. It's two out of three of those three. 
um, with a ten or an attacking player in the ten position. Who, who, because... who would be? So if you if you pick, if you had a, a, the choice of those those two out of three, who would you pick? Packer rolls at the moment. Volks has been shite. If he wasn't Welsh, he'd be getting a lot more pressure on him. The the, the grief would be off Bakuna for a while, and Marlon Packett would be purely on box if he wasn't Welsh. He has got a tiny face as well. Um, Phillips, lovely boy. Pick? He seems like a lovely lad, but yeah, yeah, he's having a fucking stinker at the moment. Phillips? Yeah, I think he's played himself out of that, really, yeah. recently. Because... Like the end of last season, he really looked like a leader in that team, and he was he was setting the pace. Like he put a big tackle in early, and he kind of set the tempo. And and we're missing someone setting the tempo at the moment because he's not doing it; no one else is. Um, and yeah. I think yeah, it, it's it's rolls and pack up. I, I think Bakuna's done all right in fits and starts, but he kind of sums up our season a bit. It's it's never a a consistent full ninety with him and the, and the team. We haven't we haven't put a ninety minutes together. It's like that game. QPR, great second half, but put a 90 minutes together, lads. Like, I can't remember the last time we did it. Um, but consistent, we need consistency. And I think if you play with pack and rolls in there, you're more likely to get consistent performances. Uh, uh, talking of consistency, let's talk about Josh Murphy. Um, he seemed to get less grief yesterday. So, Ben, do you think he had a good performance? He, he was playing at 10 for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was all right. Um, when he came out, when he sort of moved into the 10 position, when Hoylet came on the second half, at half time, he did well. Uh, the pass, the sort of weight of the pass to give Keeper more for that first penalty was superb. Mm-hmm. It was a properly fantastic ball. Um, yeah, I don't think he did much wrong. Um, I think he was unlucky to be subbed, to be honest, uh, for Tomlin. But um, if you bring in some, if you bring in a ten on the ten's got to come off. So, but yeah, he didn't do a lot wrong. It was a lot worse than pitching him. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think. I thought he was all right. He wasn't outstanding, but um, there was so much shit around him that, you know, I think the abuse was going to be deflected elsewhere. Um, but I think, yeah, it was one of his better performances recently. Um, not saying the world alike, but a lot better than what's around him. Do you think that's, do you think that's important, right? I think we, we expect, we talked about it last week, we expect so much of Murphy, right? Because those early performances were so explosive. He was so skillful and unplayable and he's dropped off. Do we... Do we want to just see, and this will probably come to you, Ben, just a more consistent base level of good performance from Murphy? Yeah, I think with Murphy, part of the issue is he's all or nothing, isn't he? He's either fantastic yeah. or shite. Um, if he can sort of find that highlight level of six or seven out of ten week in, week out. Or I thought you didn't like highlight. <laughs> it's getting complicated now, isn't it? <laughs> I like Hoyler. He's just been bad. But he was decent. He was all right when he came on, actually. He was another one that was decent when he came on the second half. But um, yeah, Murphy's got to find that base level and not just be anonymous. He, he's got he can't just be anonymous anymore. He needs to show and sort of work for the team, even when things aren't going his way. Uh, and Tom, we, we we took we took Murphy off for Tomlin. Uh, Tomlin came on, didn't really have much of an impact apart from picking up a petulant booking um, <laughs> and telling Keith Moore to fuck off and telling Keith Moore to fuck, which you shouldn't do because Keith Moore's lovely. Um, is Tomlin a busted flush this year? No, I don't think he's a busted Ooh. flush. I, I just, you know, he, he can't have an impact every time. Like, he doesn't get 90 minutes like everyone else, does he, to make an impact? So every now and again, he won't get going. You know, the team can't get going for a whole first half. So how you can expect him to get going in 25 minutes, 30 minutes every time. But, you know, I don't think he's a busted flesh. I think there's more to come from him. Um, I don't think he's the problem at the moment. Um, you know, we're just lacking a lot elsewhere. Like we're, not, we're not giving any service to, like, Kiefer Moore. Um 
we, well, we're not defending well, which was our kind of <laughs> our greatest strength before. We look a little bit yeah. ropey now. So I, I don't, I, I don't think Tomlin's the issue. I, I don't think he's underperformed as such. I just, yeah, he just hasn't done anything remarkable yet. I think the sending off kind of glosses over him a little bit, doesn't it? Like I think that sticks in the mind a bit at the moment. That's yeah. what pissed me off about that booking, though. He's literally just come back from suspension for a very yeah. similar thing. And it wasn't like the blokes threw on goal to get that book in. He just sort of stuck his leg out and just let him do it and yeah. put us under a bit more pressure when it wasn't exactly anything coming from that initial play when he got that foul on Saturday. Yeah. Moving on to the, the Twitter questions, um, we had, I think, eight. So I'll run through them now for you guys. Um, <clears throat> Edward Williams, why make a substitution in the final minute of injury time? Surely too late to affect anything. Um, probably a bit like this question. Um, Mark Harris came on what the ninety fourth minute. Um, ben, would you have made that substitution earlier? No, because there's still no service coming to him. You can stick. You could stick ten strikers on there, but if the one player that still remains isn't getting the ball to the strikers, there's no fucking good. Um, the issue was the midfield and shows that we're quite light in midfield of options when. Uh, our one midfield that could create something every now and again is playing right back and having a shocker. It just highlighted yeah. the lack of depth within the squad. If you're just going right, sticking a striker on, hoping for the best with 30 seconds to go, then it's not a good look. No, it did. It did feel pretty pointless, didn't it, Tom? Yeah, it did. It's one of the stranger substitutions since the Healy coming on a Fulham, isn't it? Really? It's exactly what I thought. It's exactly what I thought it was. Oh God! Don't let me relive that day again in my mind. Uh, Simon Hiscox asks, "Why can't we get it out wide and service more effectively from the wings? We keep buying players and they're not playing to their strengths." Tom, do you think? I mean, that's a very fair question, isn't it? Yeah, just have a fucking go. Like, I don't understand. Why does it take on one nil down for us to go and have a go? Like, or take sixty minutes of football to go? All right, okay. We're still in this game. Let's have a go. Just have a go at the beginning. Like play to our strengths, put the ball in the box, give more a bit of service, and get at the team. Because it's not working at the moment. Sitting back like it has done in the past. Because other teams have realised, oh, we let Cardiff have the ball. They catch us on the break. That's how they catch us. That's that's when they're most dangerous. So let's change it up a bit. You know, we we get in more ball. So let's get at them and let's play to the strengths of Kiefer Moore. And when Wilson's in, get him a bit more of the ball and just have a go at a team. Um, ben, to you, Jacob Jones says Bakuna in general. Um, I guess you know he's becoming a bit of a scapegoat at the moment, isn't he? He's getting a lot of flack for playing that position. Um, the issue lies with not having a right back. Bakuna is not a right back. Um, he's proven that time and time again. He doesn't like playing there. He said himself he'll do it just because he mm-hmm. has to to be, do one for the team. But he's not a right back. He's a centre midfielder. And Christ, did it show at times on Saturday? On Saturday. Um, I like. I do Bakuna. feel sorry for him. I do feel sorry for him in that sense. His card's been marked with a lot of people for a long time. Like he can do an amazing thing, and no, like a lot of people still won't give him the credit he deserves. Um, but yeah, he's not been great at right back, and the sooner well, I say the sooner Jordy's fit, the better. He's only going to end up getting fucking hurt again the way it's going. Yeah, he seems like he's made of glass. Um, Stu uh, Longshank seventy nine says, uh, "Tom, this one's for you. When we have a, what appears to be a good team on paper, why are we so shit?" That's a million dollar question, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, I think it's the fact that we've had to kind of fill holes with people that don't necessarily fit there, like the mm. problems at like right back. Um the amount of game time we've uh, a lot of amount of games we've had, sorry, with quite a thin squad as well. So I think like 
we're getting quite tired and then people are changing positions. So there's no kind of like continuity in certain positions as well. Mm-hmm. And the people who are coming in to replace them just aren't good enough in that position. Um, but yeah, it, but the rest, it, I think that's making excuses a little bit. We're just not performing. Like we said, we're being outrun, being outfought. Um, and we're not getting at teams. So I think that's why we're just, we're not playing to our strengths. Uh, Alex Strange asks, what do you think it is that's causing the slow starts to every game? It's reminiscent of the early Harris days. Why is it returned? And that's, that's the key worry here, isn't it? And, you know, at, at the start of Harris's reign, things did start slowly. We were, we were coming out into games sort of 20, 30 minutes getting into them. But then at the end of the reign, we were start, like the Fulham playoff game, for example, the second leg. We started that game quickly, got a goal early on. Yes, we conceded within five minutes afterwards, whatever. But we started that game quickly. It just seems to have come full circle, doesn't it? We feel like we've gone backwards a lot from yeah. like a really, really promising progression in the with the restart last season. Um, we feel it does feel like we've gone back to sort of the first. It feels like QP, like QPR on New Year's Day. Yeah, I know the result wasn't as bad, but the performance was, and um, that sort of is a big concern and sort of should have a few at the board worried as well. Why has it gone backwards so much when? To be fair to the board, they've invested in Harris. They bought. They probably haven't given him everything he wants, but they've given him a lot of what he wants. And it's, Harry Wilson, man. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, I don't know how we can help here, but Lee says it's possible to have a refund of the streaming fee when City plays shite. Seems like a legit request. Is it a legit request, Tom? I don't ever ask for my ticket money back when I've been to a bad football match. Uh, no, it's not a legit request, but I, I do understand the frustration. Um, and yeah, I'm not helping with funding people who want to refund. <laughs> uh, Ryan Kinsey 10 says, how bad will Vox was, which we've already discussed, but Gonzo comes, uh, Gonzo McKenzie, and uh, he says, it's astonishing. End of last season, he was future captain material. Now he's playing like that guy who blagged Sooness into picking him to Southampton. It's a stark, a stark kind of regression, isn't it, in, in, in Will Vox, Ben? Yeah, that's a fucking harsh comparison. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I didn't say it. It was Gonzo McKenzie. <laughs> Gonzo, uh, man, no chill. But yeah, it's it's a worry why he's gone back to. You can sort of see why he wasn't getting in the squad under Warnock with performances like this. He just seems like he's lost his identity within the squad again. It just seems like he seems he feels like a lost puppy. He really yeah. does. I wonder yeah. though, like he's traveling away with Wales, not playing, coming back, and then he's kind of like a bit part player with Cardiff as well. So it, you know, he's not getting. I don't know, consistent minutes. And I wonder how much that takes a toll. It probably does. It probably does. And it's, it's, probably a, it's probably a question then for the management, right, about how they keep those players interested and keep them G'd up and ready to go, um, which is probably uh, feeds into why we're starting games slowly. Um, and then the final question, and I think this, this leads on to our next discussion, really, is from CCFC Ollie, Harris in or Harris out. Uh, Camille says Harris out. Um, this comes on to the general mood. I, I'm not saying Harris out, but... Um, uh, yesterday I was speaking to a few people and a few people said they'd had a few texts from people saying Harris out, all that kind of stuff. There were a few tweets about it that you highlighted in the group chat, Ben. Come to you first, Ben. Does it feel like the mood is changing slightly around the club? I think the start of the season we were very optimistic. Uh, then we were a bit down because the transfer window wasn't going well. Then we signed Harry Wilson and now we're down again. It's a bit of a roller coaster, right? And it feels like is, is Harris under increasing pressure? He's under pressure because he's not getting the results. But I think the calls for Harris out are... How's the best way to say this without offending those people? Premature. Fuck, fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I get the concerns the performances aren't there at the moment. We started poorly. But you've got to think, he's less than a year in. 
coming up to a year in the job, um, it takes time to change a style and things have gone backwards, but now's not the time to be looking. I've seen these people saying, let's sack him and get Eddie Howe in. <laughs> and it's like, come on, let's just be realistic about this, where we are, the position we're in. It's not good. I think Harris is well, judging from his comments after QPR, he's well aware it's not good. Mm-hmm. But it's far, far too early to be calling for a manager to be sacked. Top, that, that comment there about Eddie Howe, Tom, <clears throat> is that, does that show the kind of mismatching expectations? Obviously, when Harris came in, I think people were expecting someone like, I don't know, Chris Hutton or Jose Mourinho. It's, obviously, we got Neil Harris and, and people were a bit, a bit underwhelmed by that. Is there still that kind of mismatching expectation that our fans expect us to be signing these Premier League standard managers when we're not a Premier League standard club? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we will, we'll always have fans who want more as well. Too, and like, much yeah, more it's, than... Yeah, it's, it's not a criticism. No, 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 of course. But like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a... Eddie Howe's not going to come to us at the moment, is he? <laughs> like, no. when we're talking to the bottom of the championship, we're not going to pay big wages or anything like that. And, you know, he's featuring the manager, as we kept being reminded when he was at Bournemouth. But, um, no, and it's not time for Harris to go yet either. Like, it's been such a strange year. But I understand people's frustrations. And I think it's just kind of... It's the same as a general mood around just life at the moment where everything's a bit of a roller coaster, you know, it's a bit of up and down. And then some people look at the football team as a kind of escape for it, and even that's not going too well. So I think, you know, it's a hard time to be a manager at the moment because I don't think people are going to be that patient. But it'd be absolutely, absolute madness to get rid of him now. Just get, I think it still feels, sorry, I said, I said this on like the second tier pot thing the other day, like it still feels like a transition period for us, despite yeah. him being there a yeah. year, because there's been no real pre-season, like there's just, it seems an international breaks every three weeks, so there's no kind <laughs> yeah. of continuity, like uh, it, it's just been a, it's just been a mad year, isn't it? So I think the, the more stability we can have around the club and around the squad, the better, even if it's not going too well at the moment. You know, we we have to be careful because I don't want to look over our shoulder because we we are quite low in the league. And part of me was looking at the table in League One to see what a ways it on. <laughs> but you know, well, <laughs> you know, Newport think, County. Yeah, exactly. But no, like Harris needs a long time. I think in the job before we start thinking we've got to get good, rid. Good little drop in there that you're on a second tier podcast as well. By the way, I uh, just want to acknowledge that. Um, as Ronnie Keaton said, this like, is all is their all... fault, right? Just just before we crack on, <laughs> this is all their fucking fault. They tweeted on sat on Friday night about QPR not scoring in three games, and they haven't done that since like eighteen oh two. And then they score three. And at the start of the season, those fuckers, Ryan, I'm calling you out on this, mate. You predict us to finish second. Oh, they did, yeah, they but did. I said I'd bite their hand off if they offered sixth now. And weren't you a little bit skeptical of my negativity there? Would was you take sixth, sixth bottom now? <laughs> oh. Are we going to have to have a beef now with the second tier pod? No, no I no, like no. them. They're good lads. But just... Well, you just call one of them a fucker. Yeah, you fucker. Don't just don't... Everything <laughs> they predicted, right? They keep on... Until this week, right? They were saying Reading are going to do poorly, Reading are going to do poorly. And Reading were top. They said Reading were going to win this week and Reading fucking lost. They, they well, are the curse. I mean, I, I, to get it back on track, get it back on track... Um, <laughs> Tom, you mentioned there about uh, you know the general mood around everything at the moment is pretty low, right? Um, and I think, does, do you think? And I'll come to you, Ben. Do you think that that's why Harris is now feeling the pressure? People are unhappy with the fact that we're you know in England back in second lockdown, in Wales you're still in the fire break. Um, uh, football is coming, is you know the games are basically every every other couple of days. The results aren't coming in. There's just a general kind of 
apathy around football at the moment or just do you think that's playing into it no I think it's the case of any manager um he's trying to get some ideas across it's not happening results aren't going their way they're losing and not getting wins any manager is going to be unhappy about that especially when the club's expected to make the playoffs and they're sitting above not far above the relegation zone Mm -hmm. um it's just a standard manager reaction i don't think it's anything to do with the current situation whether there was fans there or not if we're in this position i'd be expecting harris to stick a firework up those players asses and sort of say there's going to be changes being made for tuesday well, well, the problem is we haven't the depth, have we, for the changes? I think that's the one worry now. That is that was the thing I was looking at. You saying yeah. play, we're going to pull players out and make some changes? Who? I am looking at going. Who's coming in? Well, you, you look at you look at you look at the bench yesterday, right? You've got Dylan Phillips, Lee Tomlin, Gavin White, Sol Bamba, Mark Harris, Joel Bagan, Bagan, and Junior Hoyler. Obviously, I'm not 100 percent sure on the Wilson situation. He's obviously still injured. Um, if if he can't go back in for Tuesday, we'll maybe cover this off in the in the late in, in the more preview bit. But there's no one on that bench that you bring on, is there? Really, to start? No. No. You can maybe say Hoyler. You can maybe say yeah, because Glatzel wasn't even on the bench. Yeah, the shits. Did he? He did. Oh God, God, it's all going wrong. All going wrong. And Tom, this this leads us to that weird reluctance over free agents, right? Like he uh, Harris mentioned it in his press conferences in, in the build up to this game that he's not really looking at the free agent market. Would that would that help? I mean, yes. Would that give everyone a boost? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think more competition in the squad can't be a bad thing at the moment when it's going so bad on the field. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. having a couple of bodies through just a I don't know. Something different in training. Someone else putting a tackle in on someone. Someone else trying to impress. You know, might give a bit of a, a boost to things around there. Something needs to be done. I, I think it's a bit naive saying that we're not going to get people in and just kind of writing it off from Harris. Like, just just don't say anything. Because <laughs> at least the fans can't say that you've said. <laughs> like, <laughs> man. <laughs> it was, it was, I think, like, this quote was taken out of context a bit. Um, what he actually said. Because what he said made sense and didn't at the same time. If you're looking short, classic term, Harris. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yes. Can it make sense? I don't know. <laughs> he was sort of saying, short term, it doesn't make sense to get a right back in because yeah. he's not played. The, the right back's not going to be fit for another three, four weeks, and by that time, Geordie's going to be fit and back in the squad. Which, may, which I can understand because we get someone in short term, but we're still only with one right back. It's not like two right backs are injured and we're short, and that's the only reason. It's an anomaly situation. Geordie's young. He can quite easily pick up muscular injuries from the way he runs. He's a quick pace, explosive. They're prone to picking up calf niggles and hamstring niggles. Um, and it puts us straight back into the issue of Bakuna at right back. Surely then the, the situation is we sign someone who then spends three to four weeks getting up to speed and then we have a backup right back. You'd I mean, think, wouldn't you? That's the logical thing to do here. And there's still players out there who I'd like to sign who could bolster us in the midfield. Like, you know, Jackson Irvine's on a free and he was all right at Hull and Burton. He might not be a good long-term solution, but he would bring in some competition, right? He would do something different in that midfield where at the moment we have a roving three of Ralph's pack and bolts. And at any one point, one of them isn't playing well. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's very bad at the moment, isn't it? Yes. It's just disheartening, isn't it? And it's disheartening, and it doesn't let up because we've got another <laughs> game on Tuesday. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I didn't even realise we've got a game on Tuesday and Friday of this week because I'm so ambivalent towards the football. Your club. weekend can be ruined before you wake before up. Before it's even started. Sandwich on Saturday. Before <laughs> it's even started. 
Tuesday, we welcome Barnsley to the CCS. Um, Barnsley are just above us in the table. Um, they're on 10 points. We're also on 10 points, but their goal difference is zero. And how is this minus one? <laughs> um, I think they drew at the weekend two all. Uh, no, they didn't. Sorry, they lost to Watford. They drew at Bristol a few weeks ago. No, they beat Watford 1-0. Oh, they yeah. beat Watford 1-0. I'm looking at... Unbe- unbeaten in five. Unbeaten in five. Um, two wins on the bounce with the new manager. They beat- they beat QPR 3-0 uh, a couple oh, of days uh, last fuck. week. So uh, this game could then be a 6-2 uh, loss if that's the, the matter we're applying to the situation. Um, I'm kind of just rambling here, Ben. Um, do you think Wilson will return? I don't think he will. No, I don't think it is. I sort of got bored and Googled the hip flexor injury. So it can be three to four weeks. Sort of. I've, yeah, I've seen variants things. One to two weeks, two to four weeks, four to six weeks. So if he's not coming back for then... The other issue is, and um, we all know it's going to happen, is we were linked also with Corley Woodrow. Yeah. He's going to score against scoring his on Tuesday. Yeah, Corley Woodrow. He's going to get a hat trick, I reckon. I mean, the, the, the base question here is, Tom, are you even excited about another game of football? No, not really, because <laughs> there's just so many now. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd complain about that. I didn't know when we had nothing. And now it's just like, oh, now there's so much. It's, it's, it's like, what's it, that Mitchell and Webb skit come to life, isn't it? It is, <laughs> yeah. Football, football. You know, and it's, it, on Tuesday, it's the might of Barnsley at home, away at Cardiff City. It's like, oh, even as Cardiff or Barnsley fans, surely there's not that much excitement for this game. I think there will be from Barnsley coming in, like, new manager, yeah, one, two, other bounce. Right. You know, I think <laughs> this, could, this could be, a, it seems early in the season to say this, but it feels like a kind of make or break week. Like, mm. if we get nothing from these two games, we are well and truly adrift already. Like, the two teams we've beaten already this year, like Preston, who are, like, one place above us, and, like, Forest... Nottingham who, Forest, who are four who are below, us. below us. They're bottom. Yeah. yeah, so, like, thank fuck that Sheffield Wednesday got a points deduction as well. I know they'd still be <laughs> below us. But, like, like even below us, like, Wickham have won. Coventry looked decent against Reading. And at the moment, it's just turned into, like, oh, shit, we're in danger here if we don't... Like, we need to get at least one win out of these next two games. Otherwise, I think it's almost season over for us, which seems a bit reactive. But I just can't see us competing if we get nothing of these next two games. Well, let's, let's roll these two games into one. Um, obviously, it's Tuesday, Barnsley. Friday, just a little, little known uh, Bristol team, Bristol City. Um, ben, do you agree with that assessment that it's make or break? Not really. I think it's still very early, but... Fuck it, getting more and more difficult to get make that sort of run. Then, um, do you remember at the start of this when we just? I think it was after the pre- was it after the Preston game. I'm saying, realistically, we could be looking at nine or ten points on these four games. <laughs> yeah, well, my yeah. bad. I mean, it's. I'll come it's back just away a- from doom and gloom because, like, we put in we. We're doing. We're having like the odd half of good performance. Like second half against Derby, we were decent. Second half against QPR, we were decent. I don't think we're too far away from clicking, but we need to click soon. Otherwise, it's gone. That's like 30 seconds. And then the next 30 seconds after that, I'm thinking, fucking hell, we're miles away. I can't yeah, wait. I know what you mean. We're getting there or not. Sort of just, there are times we're sort of building up the play. Like the build up to the first penalty of the QPR game was sensational. Like real, real yeah. knocking about and then the fantastic weighted ball by Murphy. And then about two minutes later, Joe Rawls and fucking Marlon Pack just look like they've never seen a football before, never mind fucking knowing how to pass it. 
And that's the worry. It's, it's the basics, the simple stuff we seem to have forgotten how to do. Like we're not like, yeah. we haven't kept the ball well for weeks. And sort of at the start of the season, the first few games, we were criticised for like the results weren't going there, but we were keeping the ball better and you could see what was coming from it. But that's, that's the bit that's gone backwards more than anything. I know we've improved possession stats and we're getting decent passing stats, but it doesn't yeah, you seem remember like that. nice little phases and plays. There's not really no, a lot it's, 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 I, it, We're quite a, a schizophrenic team on, in that front, aren't we? Like, uh, yes, they, like you say, prime example, first half we were dreadful, second half we looked all right and, and things are improving. But it never seems like it's going to click over 90 minutes. I remember saying, I don't know if it's the last pod or a couple of pods ago, at some point we're going to beat a team 4-0. But that feels as far away as ever, doesn't it, Tom? Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, I, it, I thought, like, with the players we brought in and stuff, we, we'll thump the team, like, sooner rather than later because we're solid at the back. And we've brought in some attacking players. But now we're not solid at the back anymore. And that's the worrying thing. We're not giving ourselves that platform to go and attack. Like I, I was saying earlier, I want us to attack teams. I still, I still do. But it doesn't feel like... Like normally going to a game against Barnsley, you think, oh, we might score a few goals here. But it doesn't feel like a 4-0 card if it's coming this week. No. And I, I guess we're playing two teams this week with contrasting fortunes, right? Obviously, Bristol start the season brilliantly. Uh, but they seem to have gone about five games without a win at the moment. Um, they lost at the weekend, obviously, to Norwich. Ben, you look really sad. Are you sad about the football? Just Yeah, just thinking back. Just how, what, just, yeah. What, what the end of last season was like to now. God, it's different, yeah, isn't I, it? No, I was generally just thinking, God, we were so optimistic at the start of thinking back to, you yeah. know, fourth, fourth, or fourth, third, possibly second. I said eighth, just saying. You did. I think, I think Even I that seems fucking ambitious at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, look it's, it's, this is the week. If there's any week to do it, this is the week to lay down the marker, isn't it? Barnsley, they've, yeah, they've gone five games in a row, but they're a team around us. Bristol, they're a team on the down. They've gone five games without a win. Um, they seem to be, you know, settling into that classic Bristol pattern of starting well and, 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 and fading off a little bit. International break coming up, you know, it's a time for, for Harris to set his troops off into the international break on the back of something good. So, Ben... We're going to lose both games, aren't we? Probably. Um, no, it's Bristol. We don't lose them. We lost them once already. We don't do it again at home. Um, and that fucking slug ain't around either. Yeah. I mean, we, we, there, there was a few people suggesting that maybe if if the results don't go that way, Bristol could be the, 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 the team who got Harris sacked. I mean, that's not going to happen, is it, Ben? No. He's, it's clear the club said, said they expect us to be in the top six by, six by Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Harris is going to like Olympia. Harris is going to be around until then, at the very late, very earliest, um, until it's mathematic or until it's mathematically impossible for us to get sixth. Um, I don't think the club will be looking to make changes. You've got to pay a lot of money to get a man out of the contract when we don't have a lot of money. So um, yeah, it that this it's not going to be a case of lose both these games and Harris is gone. Tom, how do you see these games going? I think. I'm hoping, I think, for like two one nils. And I think that's as good as it's going to get. I think Because <laughs> um, Barnsley, it's not... The, the, the last five games where they've been unbeaten, it's like two solid wins against like Watford and QPR. Like a big win against QPR. And then mm-hmm. they, they like draws came against Bristol, Stoke and Millwall, which are not easy games. So they're yeah. going to be hard. They're going to be tough enough to crack, I think. And... But- I, I can only see us getting one past them. I, I'm hoping that our defensive frailties kind of settle a little bit this week. And then Bristol, they look suspect. They look a little bit suspected defence against Norwich. I, I caught a bit of that game this weekend. 
And I think that's the game where we should try and really get at them, like yeah. from the outset. But I say, like, I'm hoping for a 1 0, 1 0, but four points, I reckon, maybe. I, let's, let's be positive. I've been quite negative this whole pod and quite reactive. So let's say four points in the next two. Four points, Ben? I'd be happy with that. I think if you, can, if you go into the international break with a win over a local rival and you play all right, I think the mood will be lifted from that. I think it'll be quite a positive sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's not doom or glue. It's not shit or bust at the moment. It's just so it's the, the clicking has to happen sooner rather than later now. The time, it's the window of us actually having a chance to get to the playoffs is getting shorter and shorter. And the belief, I think, from the players, if, if things don't click soon, will go as well. I think we, we talked about, obviously, that this is, what, the, the 16th international break of the season so far. Um, but it's, out of them all, it feels like the most timely one, doesn't it? Because it, you can see the players are tired. Um, you know, we're, we're in a run now where we've got these three games. You know, we would have had a game on Saturday, a game on Tuesday, and a game on Friday. That's three games in essentially six days. The players are going to need that time to recover. So, Tom... Is, is it welcome? Because obviously we're not going to lose that many players to international duty. You can expect Volks and Moore to go, but we're, if Wilson's still injured, he's probably not going to go. Um, he's suspended for the first game for Wales as well, isn't he? So yeah. it's, it's, it's welcome, isn't it? Yeah, I felt like I said that last international break as well, where we were kind of just pottering around. and was like, oh, it'd be a nice international break, get everyone in. Yeah, but this it, one's really welcome. But this one's even more welcome. <laughs> but, um, no, you are right, though. Like, we've had such a congested fixture period like recently and not a very good one either. So I think, yeah, it, it's, it will come at a good time. And hopefully, like you say, we, we end on a positive result. So we're not just going in completely negative after a real damp squib of a month. Because it could be like that way. But either way, if we're going with a positive result or a negative result, we need a break from it because we're, we're a thin, <laughs> we need a thin squad. And my mental well-being is really draining with these Cardiff games at the moment. It's not going to get much better. It's another three-game window international break. All right, yeah, but we're doing okay international football. <laughs> who I don't even know who we're playing in this international break. USA, Finland, and USA, Ireland. The Liberty Stadium. Ireland. Yeah, it's, it's it's good that we're playing the USA at the Liberty Stadium, doesn't it? It feels very American, uh, the Liberty Stadium. Nice. Um, yeah, it'd be the Tom. first time the owners know who's playing. Of course, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about Swansea. They're doing quite well, wankers. I think that's what makes it worse. I think, yeah. I think that's why it's so reactive as well, is when you see them in second place, it just, in, in general, it really kind of rubs it in that we're not doing too well. Because we naturally do it. We say, you try and be level-headed about it, but when your, your, your rival down the road is doing so well against teams that you've played as well and getting good, decent results, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just really kind of hammers home how poorly we're doing at the moment. Being down your way, Tom, you must be fucking delighted we're in lockdown at the moment. Oh fuck yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I began in. I still get in lumps of the odd message here and there, but at least I can't see them face to face. Yeah, otherwise you could punch them. Um, I don't condone let's, violence. Let's, whoa, whoa, no. I do. Okay, um, let's let's, <laughs> let's round off the podcast with the uh, the, the usual Hall of Fame. Um, ben, do you have the results there, or do you want me to find them? I got them um, oh, in first boy. place was with 69% nice Wait. was the man doing the double um, the new man of the people oh, little willy up. oh no I haven't got little willy <laughs> <laughs> the man with <laughs> tiny little willy tiny little willy surely and there was a moment in the derby game where one of the players sort of did the sort of small feel like complaining about a foul and saying it was that he was like this close to the ball 
and me and my missus at the same time both screamed at the TV, tiny little Willy. <laughs> uh, that was about the most memorable thing about that game, wasn't that it? That was the best part about that Derby game. Yeah, yeah, rubbish. The winner and the new entry into the View from the Indian Hall of Fame is Ben James and Sean Morrison's Tiny Little Willy video. Woo! So that puts me on two wins in two weeks. Um, so what place. is that now? 4 2 1. 4 2 1, yeah. 4 2 1. I'm coming I'm up feeling on the good about my pick this week, boys. Well, if you're feeling good about it, you can go first. Well, no, you go for it. Second place was Tom with 20 odd percent. And then uh, Don Cowie had a very, very poor finish. Would he have 5.2%? I think it was about 6%, yeah. Oh, sorry, Half. Don. Uh, it's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. Um, if in the Arsenal Man United game, it's a penalty to Arsenal. Oh, that's a nice change. Paul Pogba get away with him. Just, just to fill you guys in uh, before we round off the podcast. Um, so yeah, this week's Hall of Fame entries are about to come. Um, should I go first because I won? Yes, yep, a nod, you go first. A nod, a nod from Phillips and a yes from Ben Price. So I've gone for the old grandstand bar that was behind block A and block B of the old grandstand in Indian Park. I like this bar because it was tiny, horrible, very sweaty, but it was very cheap for a pint and you always saw your mates in there. It was the kind of bar that obviously... Uh, befitted the, the, the area of Ninian Park, really. It was a bit ramshackled. Um, it, it was stained glass inside uh, the concourse. Um, you could only probably get about 30 people in there, but every week there was probably about 350 people in there really packed in, drinking their pints. It would be a coronavirus nightmare. But it was where I went before every game with me and my dad. I'd get a Clark's pie and a pint, and we'd go there before every, um, every game at Ninian Park. So it had coronavirus wouldn't survive there with the smell of beer and fags. To be fair, to be fair, if yeah, the people in there probably would have killed coronavirus dead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, block A and block B was the, was the place to be and the bar was the place to be seen at. So that's what I'm going in for the V from Indian Hall of Fame this week. Nice. Thanks. Tom, you can go next, mate. I've gone relatively big because I just needed to cheer myself up a bit. You know, with, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the Bristol City game coming up, I thought it's timely. You know, to bring in the, the Bristol City nil, Cardiff City six game back in the day where we played them three times in a fortnight in 2010. You know, back when we did get at teams, scored a few goals. On that night, we had two from McCormack, two from Chopra, one from Wits, and an own goal just to really rub it into them. So, you know, you know, let's cheer ourselves up a bit. Let's vote for Bristol City nil, Cardiff City six. Wasn't well, that the game where was it Gary Johnson tripped Chopper up as he was celebrating as well? I was thinking that. I was reading yeah. the report and it didn't say it, but I think it was, wasn't it, when he was running up the line and stuck a leg out. It was really snowy, wasn't it? Yeah, because um, that's why, because I, I had tickets for the, the FA Cup game just before it and um, f- for the replay and couldn't get to Bristol because I was down in West Wales, never got there. So yeah, it was, yeah we played him three times in the space of two weeks and it was still a bit grim out there. Um, I remember we were going to football training in horrible weather and coming home. Cardiff had thumped them so yeah good times was that the same game where you tripped him up it all blurs a bit doesn't it I'm sure it was in the yellow kit wasn't it so, yeah yellow yellow kit it's just the, uh, according to the Daily Mail article I'm reading about it was the FA Cup game oh, they're all in the same like I said the same, same anyway yeah running off for you Ben I've gone random this week. I thought, what, is, what brought me joy about the Cardiff City game this weekend? What was the best bit about watching Cardiff City this weekend? And it was when I made beans on toast at half time. So I'm nominating for the View from the Indian Hall of Fame, beans on toast. 
Um, you got to go into more detail on the beans. So they Heinz, Branston. Did you have any cheese on there? Did you spice it up? They were Branston beans. It was just yes. a classic beans on toast. White bread. White Branston bread. beans. Bit of butter on the toast. Chuck it on a plate. Chuck the beans on top and just sit back and enjoy. It's There's never not a good time to have beans on toast. Do you not have any cheese I, with that? I don't like cheese. What? I don't like cheese. Sorry, that was no, a good pitch. I'm like... <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, nice. So, oh, right. Okay, oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, fair enough. For, the, for, the good, tri- for the good of my fiance and mankind, it's best I don't have cheese. Otherwise, the ozone layer is fucked. So, what, I suppose this is a cop. Anyway, so what happens if you eat cheese? <laughs> you get really farty. Oh, a bad tummy and really, really farty. It's not nice. Oh, that's a good place to, to end. Which the podcast, is strange because I, I had beans, and beans are famous for making you fart. But these beans are not making you. They did not make me fart. It was just an enjoyable, enjoyable treat that sort of was the one good thing. There's not a bad time for beans on toast. Breakfast, it's good. Lunch, it's good. Home late after a shit day at work, beans on toast, good. Omegaphobia? Megaphobia, good. Bad for people (laughs) behind you. I really do, I really do enjoy beans on toast, so you've probably got my vote this week. Um... Uh, why did you go silent then? I just I was just looking at Tom shaking his head and wondering what 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 his beef is with beans on toast. I want to beef with it, um, but <laughs> I, I just I just I just feel like the this Hall of Fame's lost all credibility now. Well, maybe we'll give it a break next week. It's just it's just on top of my already like disappointment, just disappointment well, you, after disappointment. You haven't lost. You've lost two weeks on the bounce, and suddenly yeah. fucking throwing the toys out the pram and completely yeah, out the fix. One hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, in, in the course of rounding off this podcast, uh, we've, we've had one final tweet from Lee Cross. who says, I never want to see Joe Rawls playing the number 10 role ever again, which I think is unfair because I love Joe Rawls and I'd play him anyway he wants to play. Um, I don't think he wants to play in the 10 position though, does he? He doesn't not, look like he enjoys position. it. It's not his just position, frankly. not look like he's having a good time there. He's just, he has the same face as all of us when he sees him in the 10 position of, for fuck's sake. What, Me? <laughs> Although I do love Joe Riles because his voice kind of it's it's a lot deeper than you'd expect from him, <laughs> and he sounds like a sort of forty-five-year-old man from Aldershot when in fact he's twenty-six, twenty-seven. Um, no, I love him. I think he's uh, you know I've got no, nothing but good words to say about Joe Riles. Lovely man, absolutely hilarious. When I bumped into him on Mill Lane the other week, shit-faced. The other week, it was about three months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, bloody you're dying in hell, this one, mate. <laughs> Fuck you, no. Fuck it was. It was August. It was the summer. We were in lockdown then. It was August. That's how Christ. Do you know what everything seems like last? That's that's like the last exciting thing that happened to me, mate. That's how grim this life is now. It's like um, it's like the fact that I don't know, like nineteen ninety eight is actually only ever ten years ago for me. It will never, you know. It's like oh, ten years ago, nineteen ninety eight. No, in fact, ten I years ago, is year and I still think I'm twenty one. Yeah, we all do, mate. <laughs> that's the sad. Not, not nineteen forever, but we really are. Um, so right well we go away and ponder uh, the fact that time is a flat circle um, Ben what, what's your prediction for Tuesday and Friday give us a score uh, one all against Barnsley and I'll go for a 2-1 win against Bristol City Tom I think it'd be one nil against Barnsley and one all against Bristol I'm going to go 2 nil in both games to Cardiff um, nice and it's international break so who knows if we'll be back next week Ben see you later all the best vote beans on toast Boat beans on toast. Tom, bye. Here's here. They 
may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and